All right, so to answer the question that you asked me, um, shocker, Lori, I agree with you. I think that someone within their own race wanting to date within their own race, or if they are, are ethnic, wanting to date someone who's ethnic is different than someone outside of that race or someone non-ethnic wanting to date someone ethnic because someone from the outside saying like, oh, I want... I date or I'm interested in exotic slash individuals of some physical attribute that you have, whether it's a disability or a race or whatever, um, again, comes with those stereotypes. Being within that sect also comes with those stereotypes. But like you said, it's a different perspective. It's not like I have these assumptions about you, so I want you to play out those assumptions in our relationship. It's I have this lived experience and I want to share that lived experience with someone else who understands. So for example, with me, um, someone that I have um, been with in the past was a Caucasian male um, and he was okay. But the point was there were a couple of times when we would talk um, and usually or quite a or a couple of the times, most of the time, it would be me talking about some sort of microaggression or some sort of thing that I was, we were together. So it was just like, this thing happened to me today. And it was super weird because that person was racist. And not only as a non-black male, but also as just a completely non-ethnic male, there were a, quite a few times when I would get a response that was very much like, are you sure you're not looking like thinking too much into this? That obviously wasn't racism. Like, what are you talking about? But then I'd go to like a black friend or an ethnic friend, usually female, and tell the same story. And they'd be like, yeah, that person was tripping. So like, has that turned me off of Caucasian men? No. But like, it did bring up a, a good point where it's like, I am trying to ex share my experience and my emotions with someone, completely valid experiences and emotions, because not just me, it's things that multiple people who look like me or are perceived the same way as I face. And I want to share it with this individual in my life who's very, very important to me, and they just can't get it. And sometimes they don't even want to get it. And it's not out of a place it is out of a place of ignorance because they don't know but it's not that they have the ability to learn and they just refuse to it's just they don't see it because they haven't lived it and i can see that i can see you know an asian person or a black person or an indian person coming from a really strict cultural background traditional background and wanting to stick within that because either they don't want to re-explain to someone else or because dating someone outside of their race would mean accepting practices that don't have to do with their own culture and that's not what they want so I'm going to have to call in again. I tried to get this all in one, but I couldn't. But basically, what I'm trying to say is that I think that someone within a culture or tradition or religion even... For example, like people talk about people who say, for example, black love. They call it as racist as someone saying, oh, I only date black people. But that's like saying, you know, a Christian only wanting to date another Christian is bigoted in some sort. You know what I mean? Like Christians people of certain faiths are with other people of certain faiths because they share the same values and traditions and to not be with someone of the same faith in a lot of cases or in many cases um shows that you're condoning people who live lives that are against your values which means that you condone values that aren't yours and that conflicts with the fact that you you know live your own values so that's the same thing with being ethnic sometimes race comes with culture and tradition and history that you can't go outside of because you're condoning things that you 
you are totally right. And depending on a person's values, sometimes this is just that important. I mean, there are plenty of people who are in interracial uh, relationships and they're totally fine because maybe, you know, this one aspect of life is not that much of a priority for them compared to other things like maybe the person is super into kayaking and they spend like 20 hours a day thinking about it and they want to be with somebody who understands that about them like we're such multifaceted people um but then when you are a person like i am where you really care about a person understanding your experience as a person of your ethnicity or of your race and what that's like and the history of that and and being invested in it themselves, not just sort of superficially understanding it, then it's very difficult to be with somebody who's outside of that. And then in terms of like defining what that culture actually is, it doesn't even have to be Asian or Black or Latino or anything. I mean, it could be, for me, it's not about being Asian. It's more about being a person of color in America. And yeah, we all have, we're all marginalized in different ways and we all have different challenges. Like we, you know, each of our communities has a different history in this country. And yet there's just something, there's something, the the, the biggest commonality for me is that, you know, we look different and so we are we experience um, something of this like uh, dehumanization in some ways, whether it's because of xenophobia or because of racism or because of any sort of historical um, issues. There are also people, Purse, like you said, there are people who won't date within their own race. Like they say like, oh, I don't date this kind of person. And um, it's very common in the black community, but it also happens in the Asian community and like almost everybody. I remember actually one guy messaged me and um, he was Asian, but he was Korean. And he, he was like, oh, oh, I don't date Korean women. Um, Koreans are, I don't even like to really hang out with them. I don't like to hang out with Korean people. They're too, I don't remember what the word it was that he said. Um, I don't even remember what his actual criticism. And I just thought, like, look, live your life the way you want to live. But I don't want to be a part of this situation where you're just going to talk all day about how much you hate your own people. That's really weird to me. He was actually born in Korea, but had moved to the U.S. kind of young. And I understand that that's a specific type of reaction to being an immigrant in this country. Sometimes there are elements of like, um, your environment that sort of make you feel alienated and it almost makes you want to shun your own culture or whatever it is th- that the reason was that he became this person. He was basically looking at his own family, at his own community and and that environment and saying and just rejecting it and saying that it it was it was not good enough for him or something and um of course that's his right to live that way and i would never like you know hold him by the throat and be like you must love korean people because you're a korean like i don't care uh, i'm i was never planning on speaking to this person again but i just completely lost interest because you know that kind of self-hate um i can't it's it's uh it's an issue that i don't want to have to deal with and that so this goes back to basically the overall message that i'm trying to convey here which is when it comes to choosing a life partner or even just a person that you are going to be intimate with for a short time there are certain things that you may want out of that connection or want for your own life that you want to maintain and everybody has a right to choose that for themselves um but like you were saying if part of that is going to be some sort of racist or self-hating or some other aspect yeah i might call people out on that too uh it doesn't mean that they don't have a right to you know it's the freedom to do whatever it is that they want with their own lives but i might judge them a little for it can't lie as for the porn star example i did read about that and i did think it was sad that 
um, she killed herself. And honestly, you know what? I don't think that should have been a conversation that anyone was having. My opinion, well, I said my disclaimer, but my thing is, like, that only goes so far as um, relationships, like, intimate relationships. And, like, even close friendships, you know, where it's like, at the end of the day, time is limited, you know, and, you know, like, your best friend forever, like, you might be a little homophobic and you might not want to deal with like trans people or like openly flamboyantly gay people and that's an issue in itself but i'm also not going to force you to be best friends and go hang out with on your free time extra hours with a trans person or an openly gay person because at the end of the day that is your life and you get to choose how to spend your hours the way that you want to spend them however i really only limit that to people that you choose to be in your life and in very like people who would be in your life for very big moments like birthdays or really long times I don't think that anyone has the right to make anyone else feel uncomfortable for their identity so for example say you have a cousin like a family member who's gay and that's not something you believe in sure like yeah you don't need to invite them to all your events just because they're your cousin but that also doesn't give you the right to harass them over family Christmas dinner as well and my thing too is also acquaintances versus personal relationships so for example in the case of the porn star if she worked at an office and she was saying like I refuse to be on the same floor as this gay man I don't want to work with him like that's a problem because at the end of the day you're getting paid to do something that's outside of their sexuality like you just need to get your job done and that's really bigoted and really harmful for the whole situation same thing if it's like I say I had a gay friend, but I also had like a homophobic friend. And I was like, I'm having a birthday party and I want you both to be there. And my homophobic friend was like, I'm not going to be in any building that that other individual is in. That's also an issue because it's like, just because you don't want to date someone or you don't agree with their lifestyle or you don't want to be friends with them, you still should be able to be a functional, respectful human being around someone whose values differ from yours or whose lifestyle or whatever differs from yours and i would call them out i mean i would still call out someone who was like oh i'm not gonna date like a black person because i'm racist like basically i'm racist but it'd be in a different situ a different way because in one way like i'm not gonna at the end of the day i'm not gonna force you to have sex with and kids with and have an intimate relationship and build a life with anyone you don't want to but in compared to like if you're just saying i'm not going to go to a movie with this kind of person i will chew your ass out because you need to be able to just live your um what i was gonna say at the end of that you need to be able to live your life coexisting with people who are different than you so for example even with me right like i am i identify as queer ish i can i'm more into men but i also acknowledge that girls are cute too and like maybe something can happen there however i don't think i could ever get into an intimate relationship like dating relationship with a trans individual whether 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 they are trans male or trans female i think that i'm just would be more comfortable in a relationship with a cis individual and i'm probably gonna end up living my life with a man you know like just end up with a dude so especially like i definitely couldn't get into an intimate um deep relationship with a trans man which is a female to male uh transgendered individual does that uneasiness and unwillingness probably stem from just 
homophobia in life and assumptions that I have or, you know, desires that I want or whatnot, you know, whether it's wanting to have kids naturally, for example, which you couldn't do with an individual who transitioned but cannot create sperm or all these different things, you know, like there's all kinds of different angles from it. And some of it probably is rooted in just general homophobia slash transphobia. And that's okay to acknowledge. And I do acknowledge that. But that also doesn't mean that I'm going to force myself to date a trans man or a trans woman because if I'm not interested in that, then it wouldn't be fair to me to force myself in that relationship and for them to deal with me. On the other hand, I'm I would I have friends who are trans. I'm not going to not be friends with trans people. I'm not going to um protest and ostracize trans people because at the end of the day I need I need to be able to see people as individuals and coexist with an array of people, you know what I mean? Um, no matter their background or their creed or their religion or their sexuality, I need to be open to that and be able to work with those kinds of, with any kind of people or any kind of person and be able to even, I don't need to be close friends with any certain sect of person. I'm open to being friends with pretty much anyone. However, I don't have to, but I do need to be able to have a conversation and work productively with any kind of person because that goes outside of my own personal bubble, you know, running a business or whatnot. Um, it's, it's like, I'm going to close off. It's going to be this column, probably another column, but it's, it's like this comment I read before, probably on Tumblr, where someone who was asexual, which means they don't have any sexual urges, was complaining about the fact that they felt like they wouldn't find anyone who would love them because the world, um, put so much emphasis. Yeah. The world puts so much emphasis on sex and sexual relationships and they feel like they'd never be able to get into a relationship where they could feel comfortable not having sex and people are commenting and telling them like oh well if someone really loves you they wouldn't they would stop having sex for you blah 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 blah. and i just kept thinking like no like you don't get to force other people to conform to what you want just because it's non-traditional and the sense of like for example no one should have the right to tell that asexual individual like you're not allowed to be here you can't talk to us you can't have this job they should be allowed to live their truth in the world but they are not allowed to force other people to change their truths to live in the same world which is kind of difficult to wrap your brain around because some people's truths involve isolating themselves from other people who don't share their values but basically uh it's gonna be a third colon but basically i'm just gonna go straight to the third colon basically what i think is like for example say i was an asexual individual right i should have a right to go to school go to work be on a sports team and not have anyone tell me you know I won't work with that person or I won't practice with that person because they're asexual. Because at the end of the day, the whole point of that activity has nothing to do with my sexuality, right? But if I'm an asexual person, I want to get into a relationship with an individual just as much as I have the right to say, you know, I'm not into sex. I'm not, I'm asexual. Like I don't feel those urges. I'm not into that. They have the right to say, that's great. You're a great person all around, except for that fact. And I want someone who wants to have sex because I am a sexual being, you know, and they don't have a right to pressure me or make me uncomfortable or force me to have sex with them. And I don't have the right to guilt them and make them feel like they need to give up their sex life for me. So I should be able to exist in the world. They should be able to exist in the world, but we don't need to necessarily exist together. Into this, uh, these last several call-ins, 
brings me to a sort of broader issue that I feel like we deal with a lot these days, which is there are certain things that are very clearly right and wrong that are getting played out in social media and pop culture and the news and politics. And of course, I know where I stand on these things. And I also know that objectively, some of these things are really not debatable in terms of, you know, being human, a human being and respecting other people's rights. But I also think that there's a huge difference between um, wanting people to empathize and wanting people to understand facts and history and truth versus forcing them to do that. And at the end of the day, we're not an authoritarian society, at least not you or I, because you're in Canada, I'm in the States. I mean, hopefully, uh, at the very least, we respect that these are free countries and people can generally under the law say and do what they please and feel how they please. We're not going to oppress them even if we don't agree with them, even if they're vile, horrible people. So... Um, and that includes like recognizing that we all have our own biases. I think one of the biggest sicknesses that we have in society is like the sense of self-righteousness. And I think that that that's like emphasized way more now that social media is such a huge thing. Like everybody just wants to sort of like wear their self-righteousness as a badge of honor. Like they know more than everybody else. And it leads to less empathy. It's it's uh, it's bringing up walls instead of breaking them down. And it's really sad, to be honest. I think that one of the biggest fallacies when we talk about like racism, homophobia, and all this other stuff, um, sexism even, um, I think it's, it's very easy to become indoctrinated because on one hand, there is like some basic principles that, you know, pretty much most people in a certain group will believe. And then other people in that group will take those things to the extreme and suddenly it becomes a you're with us or you're against us type of thing. And people get very... Um, just set, um, just, I guess it's like you, ha if you believe in this one thing, you have to believe in it all. And even if you don't, whoever doesn't believe in it is going to lump, lump you together with that. It's like, everybody's got to pick a team and it becomes, you know, your opinion becomes your identity. And I think that's really problematic and it doesn't foster any sort of progress or community or any hope that we're, you know, that other people are ever going to listen. Just taking August Ames as an example, the adult film actress we were just talking about, she probably has some very complex feelings uh, about, you know, being she being a part of the LGBT community herself, but not being on the receiving end of the stigma against gay male sex because she's a woman. So, I mean, we, we know in adult film, lesbian sex is not seen as taboo, but two men together is a different story. So what she felt I don't know what exactly her health concerns were. She also suffered from mental illness and everything. So so we don't know what her thinking was and she's no longer around to explain it to us, but nobody gave her an opportunity to. And this could have been a very rich discussion. It wasn't her job to, to justify herself, although she did put herself out there because she tweeted something about her situation and made it a public issue. But then the, the backlash that followed, that was never going to help anyone. Um, you know what I mean? That said, you know, it's not like th this is also where, you know, it's a little muddy because I'm not the type of person to shy away. For example, if I see somebody doing something racist, I'm not going to avoid calling them racist. But I also do believe in taking a pragmatic approach and using like a fact based argument and not getting too emotional because I just know that there's literally no point in people shouting at each other, which is what I feel happens all day on social media now. I feel like we're just in a constant state of hysterics all the time over everything. And even though I understand the urgency that people feel because I feel like for my entire life, I felt an urgency over racism and 
and a lot of other um, issues, but really mostly that because of my personal interest. While everyone else seems to be like sleeping or to not care except for a small group of people, now everyone cares about everything. And it's just constant, like I said, hysteria. I have always believed since back in the day when this wasn't mainstream to care about race issues, when people called stuff out, often the most active people like activists and stuff would come out and be like this person should be fired over racism and no questions asked and yeah there were some cases where it was really egregious and people just did really fucked up shit and needed to be fired but there were also a lot of examples where people were just um, ignorant and we really just needed to have a dialogue and if we had that open dialogue I mean, whether or not you fire them, it's supposed to explore. It's like, well, these people represent a very real sentiment that exists in society. So how do we address that and get to the root of that? So I guess what I'm saying is there are increasingly calls for like forced ideology. People who are like, this is ridiculous. We shall not stand for this, uh, you know, this sexism, this racism, this type of bad behavior. And we just need to crush it. And I understand that sentiment because I feel that sentiment. I don't like to see injustice. At the same time, I think the most effective thing we can do is something that we've been trying to do for decades, integrate diversity. We need different people to be around each other all the time. We need um, workplaces to have all different kinds of opinions and perspectives. It makes products better. It makes environments better. It leads to people being more open-minded because they're, when, when you're around someone different than you, your thinking is challenged. You become a more crit critical thinker. You begin to see things from all sides. And when we all become better people, it makes us more productive in a lot of ways. So we need to be working towards those, those basic things that we've been striving for. And sometimes people think, oh, diversity is just like a buzzword and it's just like some, some silly liberal thing or something like that. And it's not. It really isn't. Because like you're talking about being in the workplace, not ever wanting to alienate anybody. We're in a very early transition in terms of um, addressing transphobia because transphobia is still very, very real. I mean, so is homophobia. But to a large extent, we've made a lot of strides in the last few decades about homophobia. Transphobia, on the other hand, we, we still have a long way to go. And the only way we're going to address that is to... Um, basically have people all in the same environment together and and you know because when we're in our social lives we do tend to gravitate towards the people we're already comfortable with and some of us may not choose to have a diverse group of friends some of us may feel more comfortable being with people who are exactly like us and that is our right but the more we go to schools where the schools are not just all a monolithic demographic the more we work in places where we're forced to sit alongside another human being that's totally different than us the more we'll get exposure to that person's culture and the more we'll see the human side of that person and be like oh maybe the stereotypes i believed in were bullshit and there's no way that's ever going to happen unless we create some way for people to, you know, to have equal opportunity to mix like that. So, I mean, that's why in my workplaces, in companies that I've worked at, I argue very much for diversity. And it's like not just about equal opportunity. I mean, it is about equal opportunity and, and, and rights and everything else, but it's also just about making things better in the long run. Like I, I told the management at the Wall Street Journal, actually, I was like, this is, you know, I pointed at things. I'm like, you know, this story is lacking a certain voice. And the only reason why it's lacking that voice is because everyone in management, there was no representation in management from that community. So nobody read the story and thought, wait, we're writing about Mexican immigrants. Maybe we should interview a Mexican immigrant. It's very obvious to a person of color or a person 
of any sort of immigrant community in that situation, but it just so happened that nobody sitting in the room thought of it. It's not like they had malicious intent, but that is the way a lack of diversity plays out in society. And then that happens to be a mass media organization. So then that continues to perpetuate the problem because not only did they make um, uh, make an error in their own decision making, but the story went out to millions of people and those millions of people read that story and got a certain impression from that story and the effect sort of rippled out into the rest of society. So... I think ultimately our reactions, you know, our our knee-jerk reaction these days to like take to Twitter or take to Facebook and just like state our opinion and, and proudly be like, you know, I believe in the right side. That doesn't do as much as really fighting for strides to increase diversity in the workplace, increase diversity at schools, address income gaps, address uh unequal applications of the law and all this other stuff at the very foundation of society and then hopefully a generation later you'll start to see the positive impacts it's a little idealistic though because you know sometimes i look around me and i'm like does nobody else see this i don't know hey guys so um there is another convo on a similar theme going on in dewan station today so since it's the topic of the day i'm gonna echo some stuff from there What's up, Dewan? So firstly, I had no idea that you didn't know that I was Asian when I first got on Anchor. I could have sworn I had my picture up, but I don't remember anymore. But that's hilarious. <laughs> um, but in terms of like the dating and race thing, like a person I sort of got into it in a lot of depth in terms of like whether deciding to date within your own race was racist. And I, both of us don't believe that it is. And I don't believe that it's wrong to have physical preferences. The thing about that, though, is that a lot of people will claim that they have a physical preference and it's like, that's just what I like. But they don't, they're not introspective about it and they're not looking within themselves to say like, maybe I'm writing off an entire race because I have stereotypes about that race. I mean, most people will immediately say, no, 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 it's not because I'm racist, but most people will generally say they're not racist when we are all capable of having racist moments. So I think preferences can be racist, but at the same time, who are we to tell you not to be racist about your preferences? What up, though, is Match Matt from the Match Matt Podcast here on SoundCloud, Anchor, and on iTunes, where I smoke with my good friends and we have great conversations and interviews. But talking about race and dating, I feel like um, I think I, I have to date, marry, and love a black woman unconditionally. And <clears throat> that's just because my experience is so tied to it, like to the experience of being black. Like, it's so much of me is a part of it. Like, even my minor is, like, ethnic studies with a focus on Africana studies. Like, so much of my identity is tied into blackness. Not that I couldn't love anyone who wasn't my race, but they couldn't understand me. Like, you wouldn't be able to understand what I what I have to go through like my black woman can understand. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a different type of feeling. Like, it's a different... You don't have to explain things because it's understood. Like, if your mama don't make collard greens, I, I don't want you, mom. Ha, ha, ha.